Hello everybody and thanks for joining me for another episode of Let's Talk with Mary Messani. Let me start by saying the obvious. These aren't normal times and that's why we need to do a check-in and see how we feel and where we are with our thoughts and feelings. With over a billion people living under lockdown worldwide, there has been a lot of focus and discussion on how to prevent children missing out on their education. And of course, how to lift their spirits and keep them cheerful and happy during the isolation. As adults, we need to understand that there is a lot of uncertainty and we need to acknowledge how we feel and how we can deal with everything that is happening around us. It can be very confusing for us as adults to manage all what is happening. So how on earth do we expect children to stay calm and deal with this situation? And the question is, how do we want them to navigate that when we as adults, we feel unsettled? Before I start giving you the tips on how to hold the puzzles together and make sure you have a healthy conversation with your children around this situation, I will ask how we are doing as adults. Let's pause, let's think about it. Do we give enough time to listen to each other? This can include your partner, employer, employee, siblings, friends. Do we listen without judging as we are all going through the situation with different experience? And we all need to adjust to a new way of life, new way of living. I suggest we pay more attention to how we communicate and try to avoid responses like, I know exactly how you feel. You shouldn't feel that way. Isn't that an overreaction? And instead, say things like, I can imagine how you may feel. I am so sorry to hear what you are going through. Thanks for sharing your feelings. Tell me a bit more. Maybe I can help. Do you see, it's just small changes in order to feel that we are connected with the people or with the loved ones that we speak to as adults. I would say we can take steps forwards making things better by first taking care of ourselves. We need to start walking the talk. We need to model good behavior. Modeling good behavior is key when it comes to discussing these matters with the children. As we know, children, what you do will feel. And we need to make sure that we use the right language to explain the situation to children. We need to use age-appropriate tools around the subject of COVID-19. For example, for uh, under six years old, we have to manage our emotions and not panic and stress in front of them. Of course, we shouldn't be stressing or panicking in front of anyone. But sometimes we cannot help it. If we talk to children under six years old, we need to really be in control and out of our emotions. We should talk about what needs to happen to stay safe and healthy. We can talk about how we can make sure that we are safe. 
we can share honest information, but using the right tools and the right language, as I said. Very importantly, allowing children to engage during the discussions and to share with you how they feel, it's important. They should be able to share with you their worries, as sometimes it can be part of the problem solving. Sometimes they might have absorbed information from elsewhere, such as news, radio, social media, or by listening to your conversation with others. So we need to validate children's feelings and acknowledge that it's not easy when you can't see your friends or be with your teachers and have the normal routine. This, the, the tips that I have prepared for you during this episode starts by try not to panic. Children and young people look to us as adults for reassurance in times like this. Of course, it's overwhelming, but if you panic, it's likely they will panic too. Avoid expressing your own COVID-19 related fears to your child or teenagers. Second, listen. Make time for them to talk. Try to be present. Not to do the listening while you are in a conversation with others, with your employers, or listening to a live webinar. Don't be distracted if you can help it. Start by asking what, what they already know or what do they understand about COVID-19. Start the conversation. Don't always wait for them to start the conversation with you. Sometimes children may ask the same question repeatedly. And I know it's not easy to keep listening to the same questions again and again. Try to stay focused and not to use frustrated tones. For older children or teenagers, share facts with them and present the action plan that will help them to stay safe and protected as an individual uh, in the family. Tip number three, acknowledge feelings. Say things like, I know it can be a bit scary and it's okay to feel like that. It's okay to be sad, it's okay to be stressed, as long as we can manage it. Don't try to hide your feelings and instead find child-friendly ways to explain that these are feelings that comes and go. And we need to acknowledge them and deal with them as a family, as a team. We need to encourage children to express how they feel. That's the hard part. And we can help them to do this by modeling this using emotion words to describe some of the ways we might be feeling. Awareness of emotion is a critical step in stress management for children and for adults at all ages. When your child expresses their emotion, listen without distraction. Let's see if we can do that. And also, remember that not all children can easily express their feelings around the current situation. Because every child is different. I suggest we use different methods, such as asking them to draw a COVID-19 or the virus itself, or the current situation of the family during this lockdown or isolation.
sometimes putting music and dancing with will relax children's minds. Perhaps ask them to choose their favorite song while helping them to express their feelings. Believe me, sometimes it would help. Fourth tip, empower and reassure them. Ask them what they can do to help themselves and keep others safe. You will be surprised that children will often come up with great ideas that we adults, we might not think of. Tell them that there are things they can reduce their risk of getting sick. For example, as we all heard, washing your hands often, not touching your face, sleeping well, eating healthy food, and avoiding people who are sick. And of course, we need to reassure them that if they do get sick, you are there to take care of them and that doctors and nurses will be there to help. Try to make them understand that we are trying to protect and safeguard everyone in our community, especially grandparents and those who are at risk by staying in the house, staying safe. Tip number five, limit access to news and social media, especially around the coronavirus. Children trust you to be their protector and their leader when it comes to information sharing. Many studies have shown that viewing repeated disaster-related images on the media can be distressing for everyone, and especially children because they cannot digest. Children see and hear so much. It can be too much and more overwhelming to them than us adults. We need to set up a time that you can do other things with them. That means they don't have to watch TV or spend too much time online. Also make sure that children are protected and safeguarded during their online presence. I know we all have work to do and we have to be attending webinars and trainings and e-learning sessions. But while we are busy, we need to make sure the children are safe online. As basic as that, you can check the parental control setting. What are the do's and don'ts when it comes to the online access for children? Do you have YouTube for kids? Do you have apps that are safe and child-friendly? What types of games do they play online? Children need to be informed that the internet can be also dangerous if not used appropriately. And as a parent, you are responsible to ensure that they are safe online. Talk about the things that can go wrong on the internet. And of course, these conversations need to be done with age-appropriate content. Tip number six. Be careful how you talk to children about the virus and the current situation. We don't want to create extra fear in them. As I mentioned previously, use information in accordance to their age range. Staying positive is key and making sure you give them a sense that we are in this together. And we need to think of th ways that will help them to stay safe during this situation. And the final tip, which is have a routine. 
children are used to a routine. They are used to going to nurseries, going to school, seeing their friends, going to playground. Having a routine is important for children to feel safe. Create a daily schedule together. Include time for playing and learning. You could incorporate lessons about the virus, for example, like coloring in pictures of the germs or drawing around the subject. And remember to always allocate some time for having activities, physical activities, and include a time for relaxation for you as a parent and your children. And finally, before I end this episode, I want to remind myself and all of you to take a deep breath and stay safe. Remind yourself and your children that all your loved ones, that this won't last forever. And we are all in this together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we look forward to having you on the next one. Thank you.